What up, guys? Welcome back to the TCG Experience. I'm here with Jake. Hey, guys. How are you doing? And I'm Sammy, of course. Um, we've had some uh, awesome feedback. We appreciate all the support, of course. Right, Jake? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Why are you loving? Why are you loving, bro? I was gonna just let you fucking die there, like, like just like just let him ride. <laughs> now we had some awesome, awesome feedback. We um, have. Some of the feedback has been like, "Hey, could you talk about magic or Pokemon?" Which we intend to do. It's just that Jake and I both currently both have been playing Yu-Gi-Oh, so it makes it way easier for us to discuss it, you know, together. And kind of, you're gonna get more out of the podcast if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh player right now. I am playing um, Leo. Yeah, Pokemon tournament next twenty first of May. Yeah, yeah. So in the build up to that, I'll talk some more Pokemon, and I mean, I don't know if you want to be here for it or if we could have somebody else's Pokemon. No, we'll talk. Yeah, we talk some Pokemon in the build up to Leo. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll get Ferris on, my brother. Yep. And yeah, so there will be different. The TCG experience will encapsulate all of the different card games. It's just at this stage, we thought it was good to just start foundationally with something that we were both doing at the same time. Um, okay. So in terms of the current Yu-Gi-Oh sphere, Despia is the new deck. We were really unprepared last week, and now we're more prepared. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we, yeah, we technically we couldn't be less prepared than we fucking want. <laughs> I know. I mean, like it's just inevitable, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Last week, uh, YCS, Columbia, Despia crushed, crushed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The results, yeah. Um, three May top eight, okay. and then there was multiple Eldritch, including Cyverse, and even like a branded um, Eldritch deck made mm -hmm. top cut. There was a Sword Soul deck that made top cut. Raid Raptors made top sixteen. What, is, what do you mean a sword soul deck? That just intrigues me. I, I really like the sword soul archetype. Yeah, a sword soul just just made um made a desk bot shit all that I, stuff. I, I, you know, I've not even seen the list. Oh, okay, I've not even seen the list, but sword soul. But I actually like sword soul as like as a deck as it's as it's as an archetype. Yeah, the problem with it is it it often will need more than one card to start. Yeah, and the way that the game has gone is just like one card start, one card start. And like you need a Moye plus a guy, or you need a fucking couple of ten years. Or you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and but the one thing that you can't really do is if you want to play pure sword soul, you just can't include um, like the the engine, like the uh, the brave engine, the brave engine. The brave engine is so good right now. Right. So as long as as long as brave is good, sword soul is kind of meh. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe there'll be like a version where you can play both, where you just but you have obviously it has to be like a, a more of a combo version like we've seen before, which has had past success. Right. Which I don't think is a sword soul deck anymore though. It's just a deck that plays a few sword soul cards to kind of yeah. You know what I mean? That's not really. And it's like a not a sword soul deck. It's a deck that plays a few sword soul cards. Exactly, and with sword soul as as a deck right now, it's actually probably a good opportunity to play it this week because there is a YCS this week mm -hmm. in Mexico, and because I re I reckon like no one's going to play token collector. I reckon a lot of people just cut out their side deck to yep. make space for the mirror match of branded more and more hate for branded because that's going to have be more popular this weekend. Sure, it's going to have more higher placing finishes. So if you are a sword soul player. Now is your chance to like you don't need. I don't think you'll need to have spots in your sleeve extra deck. Up, sleeve up the moyes, boys. Sleeve up the fucking <laughs> moyes. Just leave your forbidden chalices in the deck box, bro. In your other deck box, you don't. You might not even need them anymore. So, in um, regards to the Despia deck, again, mm. having looked at the cards last week or whatever, and been thoroughly unimpressed by them, I was just okay. completely unimpressed by them. I was like, why? It's a few things. So, when you look through the deck. You know, mm -hmm. you have a Luba, obviously, and you have Brand of Fusion, which is a stupidly absurd card, Brand of Fusion. Yeah, I like it. Um, I just felt like from having played a few games with it and read the cards, that there was just a lot of cost at every stage. Yeah. And a lot of risk at every stage. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. It just felt like at every point I was having to discard a card, mm -hmm. you know, or um, there was just 
many, many, many risky stages where I'm like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> if he has this here. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I just felt like I was firmly like playing like a solitaire combo mm-hmm. that lost to a lot. So for example, if we just run through it. Yeah. You, we spoke earlier before the podcast, you know, um, and you, you considered Aluba to be like, not bad. You said, oh, Aluba's opening Aluba's not bad, right? Yeah, I don't think it's bad at all. Right. So go through the combo with me in your mind when you open Aluba. So you summon Aluba. Yeah, you get yep. like, you get or summon. Not, is it summon? Is it called summoning in Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, you summon it. Yeah, right, can't you, you summon? Yeah, yeah. You can I play all the fucking games. So I don't know, like if you summon, you cast or whatever the fuck. You make it a Luba. Yeah. yeah, summon it. Let's say it resolves. Let's say it's a successful. You sure. get branded fusion, or if you already have fusion in your hand, you'd get the one that would prevent um, the the fact of getting negated. Which is where we critically disagree, by the way. But that's fine. We'll get to that after. But yeah, so you summon a Luba. Imagine you don't have branded fusion in your hand for the purposes of like the basic yeah, combo. Just get you summon a Luba. You get the fusion. Continue. Yeah, you you play the fusion. You saw the summon the Albion. And mm-hmm. then um, you, you, the the Albion then lets you banish your materials to summon Mirror Jade. Yep. And then um, and then basically it's it's very like pretty straightforward. And then you set Brennan in red, etc. And then right. you, and then and then that, that's really it. Cool. So that's the standard combo. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> to me, th- that loses to everything. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Right. Like what? So Aluba loses to both Imperm and Vela, of course. Okay. Right. Sidol Fusion, uh, Brandon Fusion loses to Ash, of course. And then the Brandon and Red loses to Bell. Right. right. So those are hand traps that are incredibly popular. Three, 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 sometimes in some cases. Three, three, three in some cases. Mm, they, they, we, they saw it, like, just on that, they saw, we saw them very popular pretty much in every single deck. Right. Especially Free Veil of Free Imperm, more so than ever before. Well, especially because the decks were 60 cards, right? Yeah. So you had to play three, 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 three. But right. also because Verte was like the prime card of the format because of DPE, right. and it's just stopping the, the, the Verte at any point, which makes sense. Because sure. if you nib against Prank Kids, they will make eventually make double links by the uh, Verte. And then you want to stop that with with um, with your effect uh, uh, Veiler. But now, if you look at the format with Despia, no one's very few people. Well, Despia players aren't playing Imperm Veiler. Actually, the people are opting to cut out hand traps. Like Hoban returned. Mm-hmm. He he top thirty two the YCS. Right. He opted to play no hand traps because he feel like, well, if I open one hand trap, it's just very minimal against X deck. So I'd rather start my turn going implying he goes second with six cards in hand rather than five. Was he blind second? No, he wasn't blind second. Okay. But he'd just rather just play, well, if I win the, the flip, he would just consistently combo. Or if he loses the flip, he would consistently have, well, he'd have six cards in hand because he plays so, super poly so as well. that means that you think the inclusion of playing hand traps would make you less consistent playing first, obviously because you're playing less, you know, like a starter or a core cards for the deck. But the deck seems reasonably consistent. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, it, it is. I would consider it to be. I mean, it has fucking three free branded opening, which is rota on steroids basically, and then it has uh, branded fusion, which is just stupid. Mm -hmm. And then it has Aluba, and here's where I don't consider Aluba to be. In terms of, of of course, on paper, Aluba is a starter. Yeah. You summon Aluba, you start. Yeah. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a starter. The problem with it is, sorry guys, I have a bit of a cold if you hear me sniffling. The problem with Aluba ultimately though is that at some stage in your turn, you could end up losing to many, many different one card hand traps when you open Aluba. So if you summon a Luba and you just go, cool, and it doesn't get impermed, and you get to the next guy, yeah. you have to discard a card. If that gets impermed, you've been stopped anyway because you weren't able to make Ice Jade. You mean discard a card with um, uh, the opening card. or No, no, no. Fusion. Let's say you summon a Luba. Yeah. You get the fusion. You play the fusion. Uh, t- tragedy goes to the bin. Yeah. Uh, you make the guy that discards the card to summon Ice Jade. Mm-hmm. Right? Pitch a card for cost. Mm-hmm. If that gets impermed, you don't make Ice Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's That's the point where you would. Imperm or sure, but, but humour me though, it doesn't even fucking matter. So yeah. you're gonna lose to Imperm throughout the turn if that's the if that's what's happening, right? Okay. Cool. Later on though, 
if they just have an ash instead, they're going to hold the ash for the branded fusion. Mm-hmm. So if that gets stopped, you're kind of stuffed, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> then at the, if if they pass to you and you get to play and you have Bell in your hand, they kind of get stopped as well. Yeah. There's just many, many spots when I was playing with that where I just felt like, man, if he had any hand trap here, he yeah. would be able to interact at various different points where I wouldn't be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's what makes me feel like the Aluba-specific openings lose to all the hand traps. Not because Aluba itself loses to all the hand traps, but because as you play through the fucking combo, okay. you just uh, inevitably would lose to something. Right, similarly, okay. similarly, by the way, yeah. I found that if you open Aluba and that Aluba gets ogred, mm-hmm. right? So if this, well, I mean, I don't know if this is true, so maybe the listeners could correct me, but I found that when I was playing, I was looking at the combo and the generic combo seemed to be summon Aluba, yeah. your hands that are just summon Aluba hands anyway. Yeah. If those hands get ogred on Aluba, the, the Mirror Jade can't banish anything. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get to... Yeah, ogreing the Aluba is, is pretty solid, actually. So yeah, yeah. People don't assume that. At first, it's just it's not a, a common play you would think to make. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying, though. So, like, now, when we have these, like, un- the understanding of it, it just feels like normal summon Aluba loses to fucking everything. Yeah. Because the deck hasn't have any, doesn't have any extenders. And for no. it to have extenders, mm-hmm. you'd have to play the Brave Engine. It, and to play the Brave Engine, you can't normal summon Aluba now. Yeah, yeah. That's So, this is why the inclusion of Crossout in this deck makes more sense than ever has since release of incredibly interesting dynamic create created here if you choose to play designated then call by the grave really fucking interesting dynamic why so because i touched upon this a l- little while back where like the the really like intricate fucking small things that happen in games of Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. that you don't deep where you're just like man this is what should happen in a game of Yu-Gi-Oh web so yeah for example if the if the format shifts to being a cross out call by format yeah right which it seems to have done Mm-hmm. And the reason that has happened is because everybody's playing the same fucking cards. Yeah. So in a format, everybody's playing the same cards. You mm-hmm. should become a. Yeah, you like inevitably. Cross out deck, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're a cross out. Everybody's a cross out deck now. Yeah. Um. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. you have situations where I'm not going to imperm the fucking Aluba. I'm not going to imperm the any any of these pricks. You know. You're gonna in the end phase, but oh, he doesn't have a hand trap. You're gonna set your designator in cool by because you want to turn your designator into solemn judgment. Okay. Versus things like Branded Fusion in the yep. mirrors, right? That's true. And then I'm just going to Ash the Albion that sets the branded in red. But your stuff's set. <laughs> but, your prote- <laughs> but your protection cards have been set. Okay. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So now what do you do? <laughs> do you hope that I, have, I haven't sandbagged the fucking Ash because I'm super good at the game, right? Mm-hmm. To, to stop the Albion from adding in the end phase? Mm-hmm. Or, which means you'd have to technically hold call by yeah. or cross out in your fucking hand. Yeah. But to then the phase, yeah. for Ash, I might not have. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you'd have more EV setting it, but you, yeah. Right, but you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit it's technical and it's a bit tough, and I'm sure, I mean, anybody who understands it gets it immediately, I'm sure, but for the people that don't. So, so what's really interesting this weekend, then, what will happen is, for the YCS that's that's going on, yep. there will be, Despy will be more represented, mm-hmm. which means less hand traps will be in the field, mm-hmm. which means these combo-heavy 60-card decks will see an increase in results in winning their mm-hmm. win rate will increase because of less hand traps which means the dice roll in some ways feels like it's more important than mm-hmm. ever especially um if you're a branded player in some ways and what should absolutely need the inclusion of this weekend and if you are playing branded if you are playing or if you are playing despia and you first of all you should max out on super poly in my opinion and secondly what you absolutely need in your retro deck is this um, is out of King's Court. I don't know the actual name. It's an ultra rare in collector's rare. I'm sure you can pinpoint it's in King's Court. What you, what it needs is to make is it's, uh, it needs, um, basically you use your opponent's DPE and their Baron. 
Oh, two warriors. Yeah, just just two warriors. Yeah. I think with different attributes to make yeah. it right. Okay. And it gain and it can attack twice. It's on two seven. So I actually lost to this in Swiss. What boards are fucking making Baron plus DP though? Um, like um, a lot of the sixty card combo like um with sure. the red rose decks. Okay, and that will actually I reckon that will do very well this weekend if people decide to opt to play that because of the lack of hand traps, right? So you definitely need to include um this card. So it's out of King's Court. Um, what the the cool thing about this card is. It's got 27 attack. It can attack twice. So it can do 50. Sorry, sorry. My, phone, my phone just died, bro. I'm it died, like, yeah? yeah? It's okay. Um, oh, don't worry, continue. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it, it can attack twice. So after you, your opponent verts, so what I did is cause in, in Charlotte, I was playing the Punk Engine where I'd pay 600 life to search a, to search a card, a Foxy Tune. And then I'd play 2K life. Puts me on to 54. Mm -hmm. so, then my, so I have Scythe with Baron with DPE. Easy, right? My opponent draws. Draw phase. Play a priority, super poly, sends my two guys. Okay, I'm game like, over. Right, game over. Then he summons the guy, attacks the game with it, just attacks twice. I'm like, okay, cool. But that will see a lot of play this weekend. Well, that should see play if you if you want to increase your win rates. So I definitely agree with you. I mean, but it's not not so much to do with you know that specific card. But if you want to play a card like super poly, any time you draw it, mm -hmm. the boards have to be super polyable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because those cards lose so much value if you're like. Man, I don't have a target because I misread what this, what the boards look like this week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're going into a tournament and you're like, I'm playing free Super Poly and I've decided to play Mud Dragon and fucking whatever and you get there and yeah. enough. You can, what, do you know what I mean? What, what I mean with Super Poly is, obviously if you're only playing Despia. Yeah, yeah, no, but in general, mm -hmm. anytime you want to read Super Poly, you want to make sure you have all the targets for all the boards. Like, you can't, what boards, what can, what targets are there for Baron DP outside of the card you just mentioned? Um, are there many even? No, I think that's, that's right. specifically. So you're nailing it. So what I'm saying is you're giving your Super Poly an extra like fucking few percentage yeah. points basically. Yeah. Um, something you did mention which was interesting was um, when you summon a Luba, and this is the thing we disagree on, but we'll get to it. Okay. And um, when you normally summon a Luba and you have Branded Fusion in hand, you, you said that you would add the... Uh, branded Loss, I think it's called. Branded Loss, the continuous one that protects them, yeah. Yeah, from getting Why negated. Is Why is that? Because you... Well, first of all, obviously, Ash can actually still it, negate the brand it, it negates because it, it negates the effect not the right. activation um so it protects your guy your opponent can't respond when you fusion summon okay mm -hmm. and they can't negate the activation of your branded cards branded in red basically and yes yeah, so you're branded in red yep which is huge that's the that card that's the yeah. That's, yeah and then you brand you brand in fusion just checks because goes unless they have ash okay which they probably would have ash the actually the aluba but hold but hold up though so, so 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 what you're saying is you would add this card that protects that doesn't protect you from ash when the only way they can interact with Shadow with the branded fusion is ash, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. So they can ash the branded fusion, but when you summon a Luba, they would have ashed that. Well, they might. They might have, or they may not have. But yeah, but ignore that though for a second. So let's okay. just go through the decision trees of when you summon a Luba and you get the chance to you had you haven't been stopped there. Okay. So you get the opportunity to add, and you already have branded fusion in hand. I'll tell you what I think about it, right, real quick. Yeah. So I think you're supposed to always add branded in red, and that card is unplayable, the one that you just mentioned. Okay. Okay. Because if you add branded in red there, mm -hmm. what's the only thing that beats branded in red? Ghost spell. Yeah. Right. But you get to search a second branded in red. And the ghost bonus gets activation of branded and red. So you just play another one. So you get activated a second branded and red. So you just always lock in. Saying, <laughs> yeah. So why the fuck would I play this fucking shitty Windmore card that doesn't protect me from Ash? Okay. Well, I think it's shitty anyway. I read it. It's like your stuff is not interactable with or whatever. Yeah. Let me, let me. Just fuck off, man. Shit yeah. card. Like, you know, I, dude. I could be wrong. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have egg on my get... face in the future when people are like, you remember when he called that card shit? But from my from my 
you know limited knowledge of the card now yeah logically i would guess you're just supposed to add branded in red there right mm -hmm. because the only thing that interacts with your branded in red is fucking ghost bell which yeah. negates activation so if you are being searched for a second branded in red in the end phase i'd rather have two branded in red than i would that fucking card which also by the way is weird because i came to that conclusion i was playing one branded in red <laughs> in the deck yeah early early days i was playing one i was like it reminded me somewhat of the... It's really integral to the deck, don't get uh -huh. me wrong. But it's quite bricky to open it in your opening hand because you can always search it whenever you want it. But it's the conclusion that I came to with wanting to search the Branded and Robe of Aluba mm -hmm. to then have two against against Bell. Like the reason why Branded Lost is really good as well is the fact that your opponent can't respond to the fusion summons. Okay. Yeah, which means on, on a summon you of like Mirror Jade, you just banish on the summon. Okay. can't respond. Yeah, can't negate it, and you just banish something that you want to banish. So protect. Yeah, it's like meltdown. Yeah, it's basically meltdown. So, but, so it, but it, in in the duration of the game, it's it's a snowballing card, really. Okay. The longer the game goes on, mm -hmm. that card is just going to make you win, most likely. It might. But be. you still, but you would still lose to Bell, though. So let's say you yeah. opt to let's say you opt to add that in the spot where you could add it. Mm -hmm. So what you'd have to ask yourself is what how how much does your percentage of winning the game actually increase when you add branded lost right okay. you activate branded lost mm -hmm. you activate fusion it goes through successfully mm -hmm. and then your branded red gets belled anyway it didn't matter that you had branded lost but yes. had it been a second branded red you would have won right no no because you have branded lost uh, they can't bail your red no they can bro no no yeah sorry sorry they, they can't bail your red if you have no yeah, so, you're, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, so Brennan, so Brennan Lost reads, the activation of your cards and effects yeah, you are includes right, yeah. an effect that fusion summons a fusion monster cannot be negated. Also, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects when an opponent, when a monster is fusion summoned this way. If you fusion summon a fusion monster, you can add one Fallen of Albaz or one monster that mentions it from your deck to your hand. You can. You sound like a fucking Siri, Siri reading it, brother. I've, I've, been, I've been practicing, man. <laughs> I've been practicing. You know. so, all right, so, so yeah, the, it would be the same thing technically. However, yeah. The difference would be the EV of the two cards in your opening hand, then. Because if we agree they do similar things, yeah, yep. one is definitely protecting your fusion from mm -hmm. summoning. It's which cards you want to open when you hard open them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I guess they're both kind of shit. <laughs> right? If you don't, if you haven't got Yeah, I, I, I just don't think this is locked set. And I think for yeah, the, mirror, it is, match, maybe it is for the mirror match, I just think it's just, it just makes more sense having Brennan lost. And, and I thought, well, let's play two, though. Oh, oh no, that's just not right. That's not Two. right. Yes, no, that's not correct. So you you just think it's a staple. I I think it's a staple, but okay. I think it's not situational. Like, but it, it's a staple where it will come up often, and it's I a think, nice card to have. I think if you get to resolve Brandon and Red, like if you get to do the whole combo and resolve Brandon and Red, it's just you, over. It's over, right? It should be, yeah. So I just didn't understand why you would play a card like that where you can just go for a second Brandon and Red. Right, right, exactly. Okay. That's what okay. my logic was. It just felt like surely opening Brandon and Red and Mm -hmm. and then imagine they stop me from getting to Brandon and Red but I have that mm -hmm. I lose mm -hmm. imagine in the end phase they ask me from getting to Brandon, to Brandon and Red yeah. or something and I don't get to get to Brandon and Red yeah, so you'd rather just but I have one. that fucking card that I fucking activated with and, the, then now it's just like, and you're there with a dream like but you can't respond to the cards I don't actually fucking have you know, like, yeah and then, but it's too late it's just yeah. been negated so that's, that's what my thing was where okay. that's what kind of compelled me to be like okay you probably do need two Brandon and Red because I think that I'm always yeah, searching one. Red, yeah. yeah. So my original thought was that I just play one and I kind of was treating it like um, uh, the Sword Soul Trap uh -huh. where we started with two. Some people play three at the beginning or whatever and then eventually Madness. became one. Yeah. Bit, bit, bit. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. These things become reformed where they, they fix themselves. They kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and but you kind of get to a point where it's, mm, do you only need, do you really need one or two or three or whatever? But what's really interesting about 
our experience in card games yep. that's w- one of our huge edges is we usually pinpoint what ratio we should play straight away yeah whilst the format's still trying to work out what they should play based on results i agree so, so people then are playing like going which like, is why i'm stunned that you think that fucking fucking spell <laughs> continuous spell is good i'm I think stunned it's good. i think it's good <laughs> i'm happy dude i'm happy to be proven i'm happy to be wrong i reckon this. if we played the mirror match a yep. 100 times yep and i and the only difference in the deck list yep. was me playing that one extra card yep I think I would just win more. It would be the difference. I think it would be the difference. I think that the difference would be who starts and who gets to resolve branded and red. I don't think it's going to come down to me not being able to respond. Let's say it's back and forth. Each game is one to one. Back and forth. Let's say let's say let's say I start one game, you start the next. I start the next, yep. you start the next, etc. Yep. So we basically both go fifty games first each. And the cards are exactly the same, except you have access to that card. Yeah. Mm. At the cost of what? Because the cards are then technically one card different. Just add it in. You playing a forty-first card? Yeah, which mm. which narrowly like it's like zero point seven percent. Sure, effects ratios. Yeah, so but then it would be we're both playing forty-one, and I get a different card that I think is just good as well, right? I get to play a sec- another I mean, card. I mean, well, we don't if, get to if just... you played a third super poly, then I actually think you're a huge favorite now for this right, point. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it'd be super poly. I get what you're saying. Like you think the card is good. I just don't. I'd have to see it. I'd have to see Fair. it played with yeah. a lot. I, oh, from my understanding of it yeah. right now, it feels very win more, where you can only really technically add it when you already have the fusion card. If the fusion card gets, um, if the yeah. fusion card gets fucking ashed anyway, you yeah. have that instead of a branded and red. Maybe the branded and red would have been live in some of. Do you know what I mean? I, I get you. So how I explained how I see the format forecasting this week with how a combo deck would do well because there's lack of hand traps in the mirror match. Sure. If you are not playing branded lost. It would make sense because well, why would I want to play Branded Lost if more Despy decks are being played and they're playing less hand traps? So why would I want to play this anyway? It makes it make sense. Well, also the big one is Ash, right? It's the big trap, and it doesn't fucking stop that. Yeah, but and then then and then the, the fact is that if you're not, you're giving these decks that are playing free Valor, free Imperm, etc., a better matchup against you when you go first if you're not playing that spell. So that's why I believe you should include it. It protects the um, the Albion, mm-hmm. actually, which is a big deal. It protects... Is it Albion? Is that what his name is? The the red dragon guy. The one that discards... No, no, not even. The one that discards the card to summon the Ice Jade. It does protect him from being impermed, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. Yeah. But if he was... Yeah, that, that is a big deal, actually. So it protects... You know when you go through the motions... And you yeah, to fusion, off fusion summon, and, you make and they the can't respond because it activates that. on summon. So even if the, if the Ash doesn't get stopped... Yep. If, sorry, if they don't Ash the fucking Shadow Fusion then it does protect the guy from making ice chain. And then it's just over. But it still doesn't protect you from Ash in the end phase, adding the Brandon in red or Bell. Um, it, well, it, it, if it, you're not adding this, let me tell you right now, if you're not adding this fucking, this card, yeah? Yeah. Best believe I'm holding Ash, fam. The whole, <laughs> I'm holding, <laughs> if this is the thing that you lot are doing from now on, I'm holding Ash until the end phase yeah. forever. Yeah, because it's ridiculous to me. It's like, if you lot are like, yep, I'm going to add this card and then uh-huh. I'm going to add Brandon red in the end phase. I'm like, F- what? Well, Brandon red sets. Oh, adds to hand. Yeah, so you can ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if the thing is like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking get this thing. I'm like, yeah, do you, bro? No worries, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you do. Yeah, bro. yeah. Will you do that. Yeah, cool, man. That's good, bro. Right. And then yeah, oh, end phase Ash. You had yeah. Ash. You yeah. had Ash. You're so lucky you had Ash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, those so conversations will happen. I just feel like not a fan. I'd have to be proven wrong. Okay. I would see it being cut. More. This reminds me. You know what this fucking reminds me. Of? Go on, go this on. reminds me of when I first came back to play, and I was like. And this is a fucking true story. But I was playing with all these guys here, yeah. And uh, they were pit- they were teaching me the Sky Striker deck, like how what the cards do. Uh-huh. And um, they're playing one multi roll, and they're like, "This was when the deck was full free free free." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wait, so in the end phase, I get to just set, set everything?" Spells, yeah. And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Why aren't you playing free?" And they're like, 
oh, it's just not a good start. I'm like, but you can send the field spell. And to get just, Ray to be more consistent. Yeah, and then it just... Yeah. yeah. They just, do, you, do you remember the fucking early science rocket that were playing one? And I oh was like, man, yeah. what, what are these people doing, bro? Which, again, goes to my point. We already see what cards should be in that multiples already for how we believe the format's going like, right. to play out but and plan out. This seems to me like one of those oversights. I think you've, you've slipped a little bit here where I just think that that card... It just it'll end up being fluff. It'll end up being fluff that that the the Despio lost. Lost, lost Despio. I think it probably end up being fluff. I could be wrong. Happy to be wrong, but my initial gut instinct is that I'd rather just search the branded red consistently every time on the first search. Mm -hmm. That way, if people are getting fa fancy with the shit in the end phase of the you know yeah. the Ash and end phase, you protect yourself. I feel I feel like in a format where people don't really know what the deck does, branded loss gains more value. Sure, because, because so people you, feel like they're, they're over committing hand traps into their deck when lost games. I'll, tra I'll translate what he just said in English. Go ahead. Right. You get you get a <laughs> big English, yeah. you get a bigger edge against shit players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Sam, when people Sammy's one hundred and one. Yeah, I guess. yeah. You get a bigger edge <laughs> against people that are just not good at the game, though. Yeah. What you really want is like to just be. You want to beat the good players, you know, because mm. the the bad players are going to be reasonably free anyway. Yeah. So, All right. Oh man. So on the YCS though, last week. You wish you'd Five. Won. I wish I went. Yeah. I wish I went this week as well because I just think Despier is just favors the better player. It's more skillful. Mm -hmm. It awards the better player, so you'll always see the, the best players in top cut. Um, last week, five hundred and three players at the YCS. Nine regional. rounds of Swiss. It's a big regional. Seventy. If you went seventy, you topped. How is that like? Why? I think they should change the format. Who, who went that we know? Anybody we know went? So actually, yeah, the disciple. The UK guy top sixteen. Did he? Yeah, Henry guy from Disciples. Play prank kids. Well, okay. Shout, shout out to Henry. Good job, bro. Yeah, good, well yeah, good man. You rep the UK, job, bro. bro. Um, top sixteen. He was seven two in Swiss. What did he play prank kid? Play prank kids. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. He had some good results in regional. Dude, I feel well. like prank kid has fallen off though. We were talking about last week. Just I just don't like it. Loses to all the hand traps. Yeah. Ogre on pranks. Oh, but sorry. Ogre's fallen value though. Mm. But but going back to the point where I think they should change YCSs. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Is I really think we should see like a fifteen round Swiss and top eight like they do in Pokemon regionals. 15 round Swiss top 8. Yeah, and, and like... Pokemon used to be top 32, and I would crush the Swiss and then end up playing against top the guy who... And get variants and yeah, top cut. Yeah, exactly. It's Sorry my life in YCSs, bro. And But if if they had top 8, mm. and you had X rounds, the amount of times I'd be in top 8, and then it's just like, loser's bracket. Sure. That is where a true YCS player wins, and yeah. that's... And what they should... I think they should rebrand YCSs. You, you have to beat the fucking champ twice. To yeah. Beat the first seed twice. Yeah. I think they should actually not even rebrand YCSs. Make a, a, a higher level event. A pro tour. A pro tour. A pro tour. Okay. Where if you top a YCS, you get an invitation for the pro tour at the yeah. end of the year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then at the pro tour, it's fifteen rounds, top eight. If you so you need to. It's, a, it's a, a magic pro tour, basically. Yeah. Amazing. Um, listen to me. From a viewer's perspective, it's amazing. The problem with it is the same thing I highlighted last week was mm -hmm. there were just very few sweats that are gonna <laughs> want to make it to these pts man yeah. like, the, the good play there just isn't enough money in Yu-Gi-Oh. do you know what i mean you know what you'd have to do to make it worthwhile go ahead pro tour Yu-Gi-Oh, konami pro tour whatever you want to call it 100 yeah. 100k up top 50k up top there'd have to be enough to make it worth because for example let's yeah. say you could work a job and earn 30k a year or whatever mm -hmm. but you could play Yu-Gi-Oh, and if you binked one of these things you got 50k yeah it'd be worth your whole year but just some, to grind yeah right but some of these people out there just are sacrificing real fucking things bro yeah to play Yu-Gi-Oh and the returns are just so small obviously they're huge social returns mm -hmm. in terms of fucking hanging out with your friends and shit but yeah yeah a lot of it is, ends up being lost uh, weird one bro yeah um you're not playing the sorry to go back to yeah go ahead right, the reason i'm cutting this off is because they're not going to do it 
You know, they're not going to make yeah, a PT. But, but they're just but not going to In terms of monetary value, though, they have a, a money printer right now. Why? And they've realized they, dude, they, they won't can print even, whatever they, they want to print. There's no cash prizes, bro. They don't. They actually don't need to make cash prizes you, now. Do they give a prize card? A no, no, card? no, no, no. Okay. So what they did... Okay, we'll, we'll just touch on this quickly. Yeah. What they did last last year is for Duel Links during COVID, mm-hmm. they gave out um, like, pri- like trophies with prize cards in. Yep. P- like Starlight Rare original print well when i say original print original artwork of blue one eyes of white one, dragons one of one or something. first place second place third sure. place with blue eyes included okay. 60k 70k prize card yeah um the first place trophy i think resold for 125k okay the second place sold for 80k the third one unsure yep. okay then a year later or like a few months like six months later they did the dark magician version okay they sold for like 40 50 60k sure if they did a pro tour with a high-valued prize um of like multiple prizes where where they could give out an expensive trophy expensive like like prize cards or like um envelopes limited edition alternate uh, alternative artwork um numbered cards etc collect the collector market would be crazy but the only risk that has is well one thing it'll bring more people into the game and it might breed a new swarm of um competitive players i don't think it does because they want the money so, so they want to bring in more yeah. like, fish, would you say? Yeah, because what you what you risk there is, you're, you're, I think the reason they're not saying 5k up top, 10k up top, is because you get like, I'm going to mouth with you. You know, these fucking dudes that just tra- travel through card games like, oh my like locusts. Oh my God, locusts. <laughs> like, like fucking locusts, bro. They just go through card games and they're just horrible to play against. Why am I thinking about the mummy right now? You know, that scene in yeah. the, the pyramid and they're just like trying to get out and, and the guy just, like, yeah. Ah, Benny, yeah. Ah. And he gets too greedy and he's trying to take all the gold. <laughs> yeah, Benny. Locusts. Benny. So they, they, these people yeah. that travel, they just play all the games, right? Uh-huh. And they're kind of just traveling through and they're just horrible people. Yeah. You know them, you can picture them in your mind. I can. Right. So the moment you start putting cash, flesh and blood starts a new game. Oh my God, let me go and beat up all the fish. You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the big, the money numbers is what attracts those people. Don't worry about the cards, okay? Because mm-hmm. they would have to do a secondary level of like research into how am I selling these cards. It just makes it far more inconvenient. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. It's like, imagine you being able, imagine we played a poker tournament and, and first place was like a thing that we would have to sell. It's just a little bit more inconvenient than, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then again, it would, like in Pokemon, yeah, there was always that guy that would buy the prize yeah, cards Dave, at the yeah, end. Yeah, David's name was, yeah. yeah. He, bought, ev- he bought mine, yeah, he bought mine. And it, that was just known. He was the guy, end of the event, he'd, it would always be a guy with an envelope. What if he dies? That's tragic, man. <laughs> the problem with the problem with your 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 thing is that yeah. you think that there are like people chomping at the bit to spend 125k on a prize card when the the people that are like that can do that are like five people in the whole game. In the whole game, yeah. So yeah, which is probably like 0.0. Yeah. 0, 0, 0, so if you 0, started, yeah. yeah, if you started to do like a, a a pro tour where you did four pro tours a year, uh-huh. right, and each one of them got the same card because you'd have to have it uniformed. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Are there four people that can afford to buy these cards? The moment the first one gets bought, each one is worth less. So the prizes aren't actually fucking indicative of you winning the same event. Yeah, the only thing we're seeing is like, as sponsors now put more money into the game and it's been seen more as an esports, in some ways, that's putting more money into the game for like influencers to influence and get paid X. But, sure, but sure. that money isn't going towards the collector's market, right. really. Well, the, very few of them are anyway, but it's usually going to travel to events. The collector's market, dude, has to be like... the people. Sorry, when I say collector's market loads of people collect but the 100k plus purchases are like the private market, private yeah. dudes that just have that are just ballers and inevitably what ends up happening if you base your entire pro circuit or pro system on um being re- receiving collectible items that you could then sell mm-hmm. if that takes a dip it means that it becomes less profitable for people to try and give up their fucking you know what i mean there's yeah. a real value and 
you know what would be cool? Is if they paid in crypto or something. Something that, you know, like they, they yeah. Something different. I mean, there has to be games out there. I'm sure there are games that pay in crypto, like Gatti well, and the yeah, online no, games. Yeah, people on trade groups, people selling uh, sell cards in crypto now. Yeah, it would be cool if like a, a, a TCG took it upon themselves to be like, like, we're embracing crypto, you know, let's uh, first place a Bitcoin or whatever the fuck, I don't know. Oh, I see, as prizes. Yeah, yeah. Instead, okay. of, instead, I mean, it would still be money technically, but Konami have, seemed to have this thing about being super far removed from being competitive and gambling. And yeah, it's the guy who created the game. Um, yeah. Huge props to him. Um, why are you saying that? Like he's because gonna bro, fucking hear bro, it. Bro, yeah, bro. Go, yeah, shout out to the guy that created Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, from Jake Quincy. <laughs> yeah, hey man, hey man, bro. How, how you doing? Yeah, I hope everything's well. Um, yeah, I hope we catch up sometime soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, he he's basically when he sold the license for the game, and I'm sure everyone knows this. Yeah, yeah. Well, not everyone. Well, okay. He doesn't want any cash prizes, any form of cash prizes, to be in the game, and Japan who have a huge influence in the decision making in the game they're just like that's why they have to get everything approved because like no we don't want to do this we don't do that they want they have a certain formula that you have to stick to and in terms of etiquette and i actually think they're too strict they'd have to market it very differently if you want your thing to come about then because the idea of professional or pro is like implies like money in exchange for service yeah and you're right they could still do it they could find some weird like pharaohs you know whatever, whatever yeah. some fucking weird name and that would work and then they could you know, hold it as a, a PT essentially, but it's tough. It's tough when you have these harsh lines drawn in the sand that you can't cross. And I've, yeah. I've dealt with Konami, well, not Konami, Konami in Europe, whatever that even means, but all really sweet people, mm -hmm. really nice guys, but they always seem like their hands are kind of tied behind their back as they're uh, trying yeah. to do stuff. They're very sweet, but it's like, hey, why don't, you guys, why don't you guys do this? It's like, well, it's going to take, <laughs> it's like loads of paperwork to get a fucking playmat made or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you think if it takes like, 16 weeks to have a playmat design agreed <laughs> yeah. they can have a fucking pt like get the fuck out yeah like they they have a lot of ideas and they try to get them across it takes time and they, they, they've, they've i've spoke to them a lot of times and they've mm -hmm. told me some ideas i've given some ideas as well and sure. like, oh, we tried this we tried that or that's a good idea we'll see where it goes where it, where it could go maybe so they'll go away um and then they try and feed back to japan and then japan take ages to respond and they said well we only can do it if you do this that takes ages and that's why there's so many delays yeah it sucks Okay, yeah, I, um, I had a, a teaser for you, like a weird teaser question. Let's see if oh. you could if you could answer it. Right, um, Let's see. So, what do you consider to be like the best spell monster combo? Like, you know, you show your opponent a spell and then you have to pitch a, a guy for it or something like in that in that fashion. I'm kind of giving you too many clues here. Okay. But what do you consider that to be like the best one that we've seen over the last couple of years? The last couple of years. You know, there's like a fucking card that you like a spell that does something or like a roto. Are you saying the spell to discard or eventually whatever? You'll discard yeah, yeah. A card. But, but the spell itself, like what is a the combination one? of two yeah. cards? What's the best one we've seen over the last few years? For the spell to discard itself. No, 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 no. no just but, a spell. But the yeah. Yeah, but the combo between. Yeah. Oh, and the discard can be anything. It doesn't really matter, but oh, there is the a specific one. There's a specific one that's really good with it. But the discard can be blank. It just what what goes on the card. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Um, so what do you think? And from, are we talking 2019 onwards? You, you won't, I'll give you like 20 seconds because there's going to be a lot of dead space in this fucking podcast. Yeah, otherwise, it's like 20, you'll hear 20, the critics. 2019, so. 2018, 2019 maybe, I don't know. Onwards. Oh, onwards, onwards, onwards. Onwards, onwards. I'll give you a clue. We opened it together in, in your room. I was thinking about, um, we opened it together in my... Yeah. There's a collector's rare version of it. A collector's rare? Oh, man. How did I not get this? This is so easy, Collect yeah. you, put, you pulled so many fucking collector's rares. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> that you hit the lottery in, the, in that case um oh man what case was that hot tune chaos oh and then oh. oh i don't even oh man it's also on the point i'm usually on, on a collector's uh, rares i tell you it's chaos phase 
Of course, Chaos course, Base. Yeah, yeah. So, so Chaos Base Absorata was this thing, like this heralded, like, oh, oh, you know, if you ever played two cards, like you win. FTK, basically. Yeah. So, here's, so what is the new Chaos Base Absorata, in your opinion? The like new? Of the new, because when we, we're talking about looking for signals and signs and things and like yeah. how you perceive formats and be like, wow, that's fucking broken. That reminds me of da, 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 Chaos Space Absorata. I saw something that reminded me of Chaos Space Absorata and it's pretty obvious. What, like Fateful Adventure and. No, nope. not nope. Fateful, no. Nope. Um, something to do with snow? Probably not. Nope. No. Hmm. God, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like a donut right now. No, it's okay. It's not that. You know, when you get put on the spot, it's tough. It's just not easy. Yeah. To, yeah. All right, you ready? Go on. Um, and it's the reason I don't think you should play. I'm going to be sound like a right idiot right no, now. No, no, no. It's the reason I don't think you should play Despier without Brave. It's because I think that. Uh, branded the opening, opening. sent Water Girl. Is it FTK? <laughs> branded opening Water Girl, yeah. That's yeah. the FTK. Makes sense. It, it's fucking Chaos Space Absorata. On yeah. steroids. It's even better than Chaos Space Absorata. Yeah, it's much better, yeah. So why the fuck is everybody telling me to not play Branded with uh, with Adventure? Because anytime I open the girl, it's broken. Anytime yeah. I open Branded Opening, it's broken. If I open both of them, yeah. it's a fucking FTK. And and the cool thing is as well, because you, you can chain block as well with uh, Fateful or when you discard. Right. Um. For, for Chainlink oh, 2 Dragon oh, oh, and if you play this Edgeimp shit as well you can set the Edgeimp for Fateful which mm -hmm. is broken mm -hmm. which means you get to it just doesn't make sense to me that everybody because you said you like it pure pre-podcast yeah but that's before I told you about Chaos Space Absorata that gets to play Chaos oh, Space man. I don't know I, I, I kind of still like it pure but, cause yeah. it is, but you know what I'm saying play, think about it though yeah you, you are right that's combo's the insane fuck, but man. if you play Adventure you have to reduce your album um, Aluba. Aluba to two. Play two Aluba. What I think you should play three. Yeah, You can play pure. Pure okay, anyway. Bro, you know what? I'm yeah. happy to um, shake your hand there, bro, and play two fucking Aluba so that I can chaos base absolute people. It's like we're going to the YCS this weekend and we're both playing yeah. different versions. You would... You'd lock, you'd lock in the... the yeah. Really? Yeah, 100. Oh, oh boy. I'd, I'd lock in the Brave... The Brave the brave Engine. They're just too good. Bro. That, yeah, that engine is the most ridiculous it's thing. It's just too good. Oh, 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 on also, this. Also, also, sorry. It yeah. generates cards. So uh -huh. what I found with the pure version of kind of... If mm. you don't open the Edge and you're just opening Aluba, I found like I was having to discard real cards Yeah. to pay the cost for the shit to make the ice chain. Okay, I see. Versus when you have the adventure package. Yeah. Water girl can be it's just random stuff that can be discarded that offers you value. Yeah, but then you have to have opening and it's just something especially with Luba to then search because you can't obviously. No, it's not. But you can open Shadow Fusion, a brand of Fusion. Brand of Fusion, yeah. So you get yeah. So you essentially cut off of two outs. Yeah. It's two less Alubas yeah. fucking that I could draw. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which who gives a fuck about? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? And it's like, well, I opened Luba in the Brave package. Uh huh. Guess I'm just not playing Luba, bro. <laughs> Do, you know, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who gives a shit? Like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, so. It, 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 something clicked yep the ban list is around the corner and it might be a, a completely new podcast topic because sure. it's such a deep topic and everyone loves the ban, ban list ban Draco back <laughs> ban Draco back just fix the game just ban it yeah just ban Draco back no, I, man like what do you think is going to happen because like right now if you say if there's a ban list that had to happen tomorrow yeah. based on what you believe the format currently looks like and you don't know what anything's coming out in the future mm -hmm. what would you say is an essential hit in terms <laughs> of limitation of ban I ban Draco back, which I firmly believe upon thought of thinking about it more. Yeah. I should get a t-shirt that just says ban Draco back. That's yeah, it. just ban it. Yeah, or one that just says, I want to fuck. Yeah, I think you should get that, you know? <laughs> I should, yeah, you should get that. Uh, so yeah, ban Draco back. Uh -huh. um, I think that if people, if the Despia deck is allowing people to move away from the Brave Engine, uh -huh. the format's probably decent. Yeah. Because it means that there's loads of clowns out there, bro. People, if, if you lot are picking up this fucking new shiny Lamborghini yeah. in the Despia deck and you're like, Oh man, look, you get to summon a Luba. Uh -huh. It's like there's no difference summoning a Luba and Alistair, basically. I'll get to summon a Luba, oh my god. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm here, like, whoa, these guys forgot about the brick. What 
the fuck? Yeah, what's going on? If that's the case, then yeah. I think the format's probably going to be quite quite balanced or quite healthy in terms of like at least a variety of decks. You have the Despia decks, you mm-hmm. have the the um the Scythe decks, you yeah. have the uh the the Brave decks that have like sixty card parts. You've got Souls engines. Mm-hmm. It's um it may not be particularly balanced. That might be the wrong word, um, but it's at least very interesting, mm-hmm. and it means that I don't think I touch it now. At the beginning, at the start, when you want everything, you want to see how things shake out. Yeah. Because I would have told you pre-Despia, for sure, you should ba- you should hit, limit the Brave stuff in, and you should really hit it hard. Yeah. Because it was ridiculous. Yeah, it right? is, yeah. But with Despia now, if, peop- if people are like you, bro, and you're like, I'm just going to play pure, I want to summon a Luba. I'm like, fucking hell, man. Keep it up. You don't yeah, do it, bro. Go yeah, go, enjoy. Enjoy. I want to summon a Luba and search the fucking continuous track. Run free, bro. What, you, what year is this, bro? 2015. <laughs> that you're, you know what I mean? so, like, yeah, yeah. So I just think it'd be, it'd be a mistake to touch anything too drastically right now. I want to say, though, that based yeah. on the adventure engine, there's not a, another deck. If I play another deck, there's, I have to include it. Like, right. I, I just you just don't think Despia plus, I, plus, I, plus it, is, it would work. I just think it's, I it, think it's a mistake. It, it could yeah. work. And actually, you've got to think about it. With more lists now, well, more de- people play, choosing to play Despia. Yep. Is it right to play the adventure version? In what do you mean alongside Despia? Yeah. If you if more people are playing, if more of the fields are now playing more, it's more Despia. Mm-hmm. Is it right to play the adventure package over more pure with what? free super poly? Anytime. Yeah. So the argument would be: Is super poly a main deckable card? Essentially. Yeah. And if it is, is it better than the brave package? ultimately no against specifically despia almost definitely yes mm-hmm. but bro like man i get not everybody's fucking sleeving up despia bro yeah like I, when you play against fucking eldritch and you've mm-hmm. got super poly <laughs> yeah versus right of aramisera it's just like a joke it's like a different game i think you have to include super poly in your list in some way fine fine and if you, you're not if you're playing if you're taking despia to a ycs and super poly is not in your main deck yeah. you are not winning that is, event is there any world by the way where you um you like you. I, this is just like off the dome. I don't know if this is right. Okay. Probably it's going to sound very stupid. It might so might just sound very smart. Um, is there any world where you play like one main deck super poly, where you they, they set one past? Like so, their range now is probably just super poly, where you have to like lead with designator for the super poly that you have in your deck, hoping you don't get polyed on the through, as you're going through the motions, because it negates it for the turn, right? Yeah, but you can't you can't cross up super poly. You can a- ahead of time. Right? Oh, you mean yeah. before you so many guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you feel like if you've lost You'd have to game, range it. You'd have to fucking range yeah, it so tight set, to if that. If they're set in the back row and passing, they've got loads of hand traps. Or if they yeah. might, they usually are. So it's really you, so tough. It's, it's just risky. I wouldn't even... Yeah, so there's no word, world where you just fucking... That. So how would you... You'd have to have like tactic them and... Yeah, there's no way. Just, there's no yeah, way. Like, you'd have yeah. to like have a soul read, but there's mm. just no fucking way you could ever do that. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, it's just like... I just think, yeah, Brave, FTK... Uh, branded opening send water girl water girl plus shadow fusion uh, fucking hell man yeah branded fusion yeah those two anytime you draw those two cards mm-hmm. and there are loads of copies of it you play six of each of those cards you play mm-hmm. six fusion six uh water girl yeah and a foolish bro yeah it, it, why would you not it just doesn't make sense yeah for consistency and if you're playing because you're playing like close to 40 as well did the list that did well did they all play just pure so no so i hate pot of prosperity by the way the card fuck that man in that deck I hate the or card in general I hate the card you hate the card I hate the card I thought you'd love that card I know you know me so you'd think I would love it I right? thought you'd love that card the, the problem with it is it's just like the condition of not being able to draw cards is significant in the Souls decks and all these other decks so the decks that can play it are just a few niche decks and what, what am I searching for specifically Designator 
or call by the grave and just like how it, uh, the pure decks have to play it because they have no, to find uh, a, no, a fucking it, no, you mean Despia yeah no, I, I wouldn't play cross out no no not cross out I wouldn't play prosperity and, I think it's I think you need Despia. it I think, I think you need so. it yeah tell you why because if you're if you're if your plan is to normal summon Luba you yeah. want to dig for, for like a you want to play as many Lubas in your deck as possible no you want to dig for the protection cards designate okay. like uh, last yeah Brandon, no, not like that. Not like Brandon no, Lost. No, no, okay. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dig for like the designators yeah. and the call buys and the, I guess tactics loosely, but do you know what I mean? You mm. want to that Aluba has to resolve. Yeah. Right. Or it has to, you know, in your hands that don't. It has to just breathe the air. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just I cool. guess in pure decks that are pretty linear, mm -hmm. prosperity is fantastic because the deck is linear. Yeah. You want to do your linear thing always, mm -hmm. so you need that extra consistency. But like in striker, having to pitch like. Um, you know, a Kagari, a Shizuka. They just feels like there's never any clean fucking cards yeah. that you want to send. If you, you know, when you look at extra deck and you're like, mm -hmm. God, it's just more decisions that are kind of pretty clear, I guess, if you've tested a ton. But I guess the card card is solid, but just I've always hated it. I, yeah. You and I have discussed this. The extra deck is just such an integral part of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, this is this is why I just hate. We, we discussed it with extravagance. And I was yes, like, and I just had a conversation with someone as well. Like in the in the in the conversation, yep. the guy was like, "Oh, extravagance is amazing." Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, "You will never ever see me play extravagance because it takes away, I believe, what the what Yu-Gi-Oh is. Right, is a way where your extra deck is the way you win, not with your main deck. But your main deck is obviously, of course, it is. But you, the real way, like the extra deck is so important it, it to you. Takes away like, the power. Yeah, like if you want, if it's like a gauntlet. And you're slowly paying the cost of your Infinity Stones sure. across a tournament. Yep. And that just doesn't make sense to me. To me, obviously, in the Eldritch decks or whatever, the, the play Extravagance, yeah. they get to play pot, three copies of Pot of Greed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's, it's right. literally perfect. And it might as well be an Eldritch right. card. So, but, but it's not like you're trading away, you know, all of this power. Yeah. Bro, you get to play three Pot of Greed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in pos with Prosperity, it's like I get to play Pot of Duality. <laughs> The, yeah, it is duality, but the, the reason why prosperity. I get summons, though. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I like prosperity because you can decide what you banish. But the thing is, you never really get the luxury to banish six. They're very different. Exactly. So they're very different cards, right? Very different. So in my extravagance decks, I'm always banishing six six three. Usually, there's no. Oh no, it is just yeah, it's just always six it's six six three. So yeah. there's no decisions to be made there. Mm -hmm. My extra deck had been made in a specific way where if I ever needed it, it could probably withstand the variance of the first banish six. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. But with Prosperity, it's like you have to be able to read the game well. If it's game one and it's blind and you have like weird, um, I don't know, tools that you're trying to fucking, that you may need from your extra deck. Yeah. Like super poly targets. Or this thing, yeah. you may not know what you need necessarily need to banish. And it may or down into your Zeus because that's right, extra Right, for fuck's and, sake. Yeah. It's just fucking long, man. All of that's just long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is why it's just with, so I've never liked Prosperity as a card. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but I can't think of any really good players that I've seen like Regin that card. You've never read? Have you played Prosperity? No. No one ever regs it, think man. So. I don't think I actually have. I might have once. It's like the biggest fucking. That's like a myth. That card. That like it's so good. There, there, right, so I, I've been streaming a lot of Masador recently, yeah. and I know Masador's a completely different format, free maxi, etc. Sure. But in that format, I love Prosperity. I've been playing Drytron a lot. Okay. Drytron, yeah. and it just either gets me. The piece that I need to play, or it will get me my core buy or my Ash Blossom for their maxi. I don't hate prosperity in my decks that require one piece to start and the extra deck is like three, 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 three. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fine. Because I want to start with mm. my guy and I want to protect it with call buy, designator, all those cards. Yeah. So I want to dig for those cards. Mm -hmm. In any other fucking deck, man, where it's tight and or I want to maybe draw cards with souls, or there are just too many broken things to be doing yeah. than playing pot of duality. Yeah. 
to in in Yu-Gi-Oh right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing part of duality, it has to be in a deck like Florinderese, which really doesn't give a fuck that it's playing yeah. part. Of, do you know what I mean? Okay, that, that deck would play both anyway. I get you. Yeah, that's a good point to stop, man. It was a pretty decent one. I like that. The flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it went well. I think with the event, like there's a YCS this weekend, Brazil. I'm not sure if this one's capped to 400. They made a post last week or a few weeks ago. One of the YCS is capped to 400. It might have been last week's, but they just extended the reg. Um, but yeah, good luck to everyone. Hope this podcast helps, and um, we'll see you on yeah. the next one. Do me a favor, guys, real quick. Sorry. Yeah. Um, huge, huge. Uh, uh, blow up Jake's uh, YouTube channel. He works really hard. Um, just spam the likes. I actually read the comments on there because we're on like Spotify so I can't read comments anywhere else so anytime you comment there I actually read it and I take it on board so if you have any questions or any insight mm-hmm. maybe I've said something horribly wrong please tell me yeah. I'm always about learning uh, check out Lisp Nation which is my other podcast uh, doesn't have Jake which makes it way better obviously of course <laughs> no, it's not Yu-Gi-Oh related all but it's just <laughs> movies and like you know friend stuff and it's uh-huh. pretty cool and uh, Broken Code Cup is it called the Broken Code Cup? Yeah, so so yeah. that that I postponed it because of the new ban list. Oh really? And the and the, uh, the core sets coming out soon, so it makes more sense for, for to postpone it. But in terms of YouTube, yep. everyone, I read the comments, please. Uh, if you have any feedback, he reads all three of the comments. Yeah, oh, I, I I read them every day, <laughs> on my own. So uh, <laughs> so guys, yeah, and I stream as well. I stream as well on Twitch. So yeah, appreciate all of you. Thank you for the support, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.